welcome back welcome back welcome back to counseling inside the home with yours truly i just want to say before i go any further please forgive me i know that i have to practice what i preach you know that's the term that people use i have to practice what i the advice that I give to others, the counseling that I provide to others, I have to practice that for myself. I want to be transparent with you right now, and I want to let you know that for the last few weeks, I felt like I was drowning. I felt like someone put a weight on me and threw me in the middle of an ocean. And even now as I speak to you, I'm learning that no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, consistency is key. I thank God for my counselor. Um, She has truly been a driving force in my life and she says to me or said to me most recently that no matter what you're going through you have to learn to be consistent even when you don't want to even if you don't want to do something that you were mandated to do you have to be consistent and I don't know what happened to me where I find Most recently that I feel like if I don't want to do it, then I don't have to do it. If I don't want to do it, then I'm not going to do it. But I decided to come on here to let you know the truth and to ask you to hold me accountable. I have a lot of listeners now. I thank God for that. And so I'm sure some of you all know who I am. Some of you all have my contact, my email. Hold me accountable. I'm not saying that if you don't hold me accountable, I won't get on here. But accountability is key. And I already have someone holding me accountable, which is my counselor, Prophetess Morris. And I I will continue to press as I'm going to encourage you on this topic today, which is to press. And so I gave you guys the description of feeling like I'm in a body of water and ocean and while I'm talking to you right now I want everyone that's at the sound of my voice to envision yourself in whatever situation you're in right now whether it is a breakup whether it is heartbreak whether it is a financial low situation whether it is a marital um struggle, whether it is a barrenness, whether it is cancer, whether it's any type of work-related stressors, whatever your situation is, it could simply be issues with your children. It can be a struggle to even get a job. It can be financial loans or even trying to get into school unable to get a loan there's so many different issues that we all face in life it can go a little deeper 
He may be struggling with identity issues. He may be struggling with sexual issues in your marriage, in your single life. Um, you may be struggling with fornication, adultery, homosexuality. We all have different stressors in life, and we don't compare them but at the end of the day, their stressors and their challenges, their weaknesses and, and and challenges that we continue to face if we don't deal with them the right way. I can go a little further, whether it is struggling with lying and manipulation, manipulating people, struggling with pride and egotistical issues, struggling with jealousy and envy. These are serious issues and challenges sometimes you tell yourself and you tell others I didn't ask for this I didn't ask to be here I I, I didn't want to be here at the end of the day this is your this is your struggle you are the one in the body of ocean with a weight on you, right? And whatever this weight is, envision yourself as if you are in this ocean right now. If your weight is lying, if your weight is stealing, if your weight is financial pressure or marital pressure, whatever it is, label your weight. I'm here because I have my weight, and while I am in this ocean of water trying to find my way to the top, before I can find my way to the top of this ocean, I have to be able to acknowledge that there is a weight on me. The Bible does tell us that in this time, the affliction that we are enduring is not worthy to be compared to the glory that will come after. But I want to let you know that it is going to be very impossible for you to see the glory that comes after if you do not know how to deal with what's happening now. I spoke about season in my last broadcast. And even though we are still under seasons I want to talk about today while we are in seasons so today you are struggling with something or you are battling with something or you are trying to make your way to the top and it seems like something keep pressing you down Perhaps this thing that is pressing you down is this thing that you are running from. I'm here to let you know that you have to stop running. The reason why I tell you to stop running right now, remember we're talking about seasons. There is a season to run. There is a season to stop. Today, in this season, it is very important to stop. 
if you continue running in this season without dealing with your weight, you will drown. Because the weight is there. Whether this is a, 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 a figurative weight or not, what matters is that it is a weight that is attached to you. Sometimes we tend to move on in life, or shall I say, we believe we are moving on in life because we do not see the weight. Seeing the weight with your physical eye is not relevant. It's not necessary. It is not important. Seeing the weight with your spiritual eye is what is important. And that is why it is important to be still and to understand the seasons and to understand where you are. If I am in this body of ocean right now underwater and I decide to put a blind eye to the weight, but I'm trying to make my way to the top of the ocean to put my head above water. I am going to be moving and moving and moving, ending up nowhere and drowning. We speak about cycles, but we don't go into details on how to identify your cycles in order to put a stop to it. This is a prime example of cycles. I am in a body of water. I am struggling with lie. I am struggling with deception. I am struggling with manipulation, jealousy, envy, homosexuality, fornication, adultery. And I am not looking at the struggle, but I am just trying to run from the struggle and make my way to the top. I'm dead in a matter of time. And this death will not be a death to victory, but a death to defeat. Why? Because I chose to ignore this weight. And while I was ignoring this weight, I was going around and around and around, dealing with the same challenge, acting like it is not there to my death. I do not want you to drown in your sorrows. I'm not saying that you must focus on your weight. I'm saying you must be able to identify your weight. Why? Because the next step in which I'm going to take this is there is only one focus that we all should have when we have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. That focus is Jesus Christ himself. The Bible tells us that the only way to God is through Christ. So that means Christ is our focus, Jesus Christ, right? While Christ is our focus, there is no way that we can be victorious because scripture tells us greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. But there is no way that we can be victorious if we are bypassing the struggle and going to God. Because the scripture also lets us know 
that we must bring our burdens to the Lord. The Bible says, Come unto me, all you that are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my burden is easy and my yoke is light. So we're going back to the weight. My burden, the Bible says, is easy and my yoke is light. The burden of Jesus Christ is easy and his yoke is light. So he is saying, in order for you to receive a break-in and a breakthrough, you must be able to exchange your burden and your yoke, your weight. That's exactly what a burden and a yoke is, a weight. You must be able to exchange that with God's. Because his is easy and his is light. How can there be an exchange if you are bypassing your challenges and your weaknesses and you're just running to God? I think the issue that has taken place throughout the world is that we have learned of our God our Savior, and what He can do for us. But we have not mastered surrendering. I just wanted to pause so you can really digest that. I'm speaking to you Because I myself am in the same predicament as you. I have learned that God is the I am that I am. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He is Jehovah Shalom, my peace. He is Jehovah Sitkanu, my righteousness. He is Jehovah Rophah, my healer. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is my way in and my way out. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher, the first and the last. He is everything that we need him to be. But while he is all of that, who are you? This takes me to my next phase. My counselor said this to me. I struggled with it in the moment, but I began to process it. I like to give credit where credit is due. She said, Tracy, in order for God to change your name, you have to be able to understand your struggle. You have to be able to know your struggle and acknowledge who you are. And she never speaks without giving biblical reference. 
she used this story of Jacob. And I quite often reflect on Jacob's story, this particular story that she used. I quite often reflect on it, but I never reflected on it in this manner. And so I want to share this with you because I believe when wisdom is given and revelation is given, sometimes it's good to share it. Jacob, if you do research on his name, it means a, a con artist, a con artist. He's a cunner. He's cunning. He's a liar. Jacob lied. He stole his brother's birthright. And um, I actually wrote in my first book, how interesting is that story? Because what he stole belonged to him to begin with. In fact, he didn't need to steal it. If he waited on God, it would have eventually gotten to him, maybe not in the time, because at the time, his father had chose his brother to give it to. Nevertheless, it was still ordained for Jacob. But Jacob and his mother, they were sneaking and they stole Esau's birthright. Jacob was fully aware of what he has done. And that lie chased him. <laughs> this is my revelation that I got after, after my counselor shared with me that information. Jacob lied intensely to get a birthright that, that didn't belong to him in that season. Remember, we're talking about season. And when he lied, the consequences of that lie chased him for a season of time. Do you feel like right now that decisions you've made in your life are chasing you? The consequences are chasing you? Do you feel... tormented a little could it be that maybe you need to stop running <laughs> Esau was chasing Jacob Esau had a host of men chasing Jacob to kill him Jacob still was a man of God still believed in God I'm sharing this with you because I need you to receive your breakthrough at times, I feel like maybe I won't experience that breakthrough that I so desperately desire. At times, I feel like just giving up and throwing in the towel. At times, I feel like I've already given up. I can be honest with you and tell you right now where I'm at, I don't know if I've given up or not. But I want to believe that I didn't because I'm on here encouraging you while I'm encouraging myself. You know the song. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. I'm doing this not just to encourage you, but to encourage myself. My greatest encouragement is when I'm able to get up and encourage someone else. Because in those moments, I find hope to keep going. 
Sometimes nothing major has to happen in your life for you to feel like you're drowning. But sometimes you have to feel like you're drowning in order to realize that you're going in circles. You're going in cycles. You're running from the problem when you should be taking the problem to God. Consequences will follow. As they have for many of us and myself. I spoke about this in my most recent book, Navigating Through the Valley of the Shadow of Death, Selah. Consequences will follow, always. But if you are a child of God, you have to get to a place, just like Jacob, where you stop running and begin to wrestle with this problem. It was an angel that stopped Jacob and began to wrestle with Jacob. But it was almost like Jacob was convinced that he's not going to stop wrestling until God bless him. Actually, those were his words. He knew his brother was after him to kill him. But he decided to stop running and to start fighting. Most recently, I asked a few people, in your moment of darkness, are you going to fight or are you going to retreat? Jacob decided to fight. I, Tracy, am making a decision right now as I'm speaking to you to fight. Whoever you are, wherever you are, while you're hearing me, I hope you can make the decision to fight. Jacob fought for his life. And while the angel was fighting him, he said these words, I will not let you go until you bless me. He knew the angel was an angel of God. And he said it. He demanded He fought until day broke. He fought until his hip was broken. In. Sometimes you have to fight until something breaks. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that this is the actual breakthrough. But it can be a sign, an introduction, a preparation to your breakthrough. That means maybe someone has to walk out your life. Maybe you have to walk out of someone's life. Maybe you have to give something up. Maybe you have to start something that you don't want to start. A break-in could mean anything. Something that caused pain and sacrifice. That's exactly what happened with Jacob. That's exactly what's happen, happening with us. Well, well, at least those that are deciding to fight. If you decide to retreat, I don't really have much words for you because I don't understand the retreat aspect. To retreat means to give up. To retreat means to be 
in denial of your process. To retreat means to be uh, either oblivious or or weak back. If you want to retreat, I understand. But if you retreat, then you have given your life up for defeat. And eventually, Esau, the spirit of Esau, will find you and will kill you. Because I don't want you to die a defeated death. I'm encouraging you to fight like Jacob. And as you continue to fight, it may take some time. We do not know how long in hours or even days. <laughs> because God's time in, in the Bible time is completely different than ours. But they fought and they fought and they wrestled. And when Jacob wrestled for a very long time, the Bible shared with us this is the next phase of our discussion for tonight. The angel says, or perhaps the angel asks Jacob, what is your name? I want to ask you a question tonight. What is your name? To each and every one of us, we may have two different meanings to our name. One, which is the one that God had originally ordained. And two, who you are right now, what you're struggling with right now. I know you've had many teachers that taught you, I am not this, I am not that, I am not this, I am not that, I am this, I am that. Yes, you are great. Yes, greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. But before greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world, you must be able to say, I am a liar that needs help from God. <laughs> Sounds harsh, right? I am an adulterer that needs help from God. I am a fornicator. I am a jealous person. I am envious. I'm an unforgiven person. I'm a homosexual. I need help from God. Whatever your issue is. It may not be along those lines. It could just be, I am a struggling woman financially. I am a jobless woman. I am a broken wife. I am a barren woman and I need help from God. I want to help you. I don't want to be the phony, the phonies and the hypocritical individual that talks Jesus but speaks lies because that in itself is a contradictory message. You have to be able to say who you are. And I believe that Jacob got the picture. He said, My name is Jacob. The angel asked him who he was, or perhaps I believe, What's your name? My name is Jacob, he said. Jacob admitted who he was. 
a liar. And because he admitted who he was, and this is where my my counselor was helping me to understand, because he was able to admit who he was, his name was changed to Israel. That is such a powerful encounter. So my question to you is, do you want your name to change? That is the breakthrough. Not when do you want your name to change, but do you want your name to change? If we focus on when, we will still drown. Because when is all in the will of God. Just like we don't know when the Son of Man will return is the same as we don't know when our breakthrough will occur. I confess. I really do. I confess. I had too much control over my life. I wanted to control when my breakthrough comes, when I make certain moves, decisions, when I accomplish certain things. And though it's good to plan, we tend to forget that God has the ultimate plan for our lives, as he stated in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you peace or hope in the future. Some version says to give you an expected end. The plans of man is never an expected end. That's why the Bible tells us that the ways of man, or there's a way that seem right to man, but in the end it's destruction. Because we don't have a clear vision for our lives the way God does. And so if we wait on the Lord, and and there's another scripture that says that, um, uh, I want to paraphrase this one because I don't remember it verbatim, but it, it, it goes a little something like this, that we tend to make promises of seeing each other or of plans for the next day. But we should always know and communicate God's sparingly or God's willing or by the grace of God. So by the grace of God, I will live to see tomorrow. By the grace of God, I will see you next week. By the grace of God, I will complete work successfully. By the grace of God, I will receive my breakthrough. We have eliminated God from everything in our lives. 
We say God, but we have eliminated him in all things. And now is the time to get back in God. And in order to get in God, we can't be in denial. Because when we're in denial, we already eliminate the great God that he is to fix the great problems that you have or that we have. When we're in denial and we run from our problems and we retreat, we are saying that God is not big enough to handle our problems. And so we're better off just committing spiritual suicide. We don't need to retreat. Tracy, you do not need to retreat. Friends, family, loved ones, you do not need to retreat. I'm not saying it's going to be sweet. I'm not saying it's going to be good all the time. I'm saying this is a slope. It goes up and down, up and down, just like a lifeline. You have to be willing to accept the up along with the downs. Go through it and trust God with your challenges. Believe that he can change your name like he did Jacob. And he changed his name to Israel because Jacob wrestled with God. That's what the meaning means. The meaning of Israel means one who wrestled with God. Allow your big challenges to wrestle with God. The only way we can see defeat, the only way we can see any form of victory is in the midst of a wrestle, in the midst of a battle. I dare you to put your battle, your struggles, your challenges in the ring with God. Just because you accept it and acknowledge it doesn't mean that battle becomes yours. The challenge is yours, but the battle belongs to the Lord. Take that challenge, put it in the ring with God, and let it wrestle with God. Because at the end of the day, anything that wrestles with God is already defeated. But the reason why we are defeated, or or the reason why, yeah, the reason why we are defeated in our lives, rather than our challenges, is because we chose to ignore our challenge and act like nothing is wrong and it pulls on us, it tugs on us, it chases after us. Now is the time to allow God's grace to chase after us, to go through, navigate through the valley of the shadow of death, understanding that God will put an end to the challenge and an everlasting movement of grace, of love, of joy, of peace, an everlasting movement of his glory and his will in your life if you give your problems to him. That's where our sila begins. It ends with our challenges and begins with the grace of God. Are you willing? Are you willing to make this happen?
It's time. I'm not saying it's time to receive your breakthrough. I'm saying it's time to stop running and fight. We've heard breakthrough messages for years. This is the year of your breakthrough. This is the year. This is the year. And when we don't see that breakthrough, we go mad in our heads, in our minds, tormented because a prophet said this and a prophet said that and a pastor said this and a pastor said that. I speak truth to you today. Your breakthrough may not come this month. It may not come this year. But what I can assure you is that if you honestly, wholeheartedly fight and take it one day at a time like Jacob did and you stop running because the past is already done, you will see your breakthrough in God's timing. Are you going to fight or are you going to retreat? It's time to rid yourself of this weight, of this burden. And encounter your name change. May the Lord bless you richly. This has come from the depths of my soul. From a broken place. I smile because... When an individual speak of brokenness, people automatically begin to worry or want to know why this person is broken. We are all distracted and concerned about the wrong things. My brokenness is one that I'm embracing because I believe in the true and living God who has never failed me in the midst of my ups and downs, my lows and my highs, my brokenness, and some form of wholeness in different aspect of my life. He's never left me. He's the only peace that I have left to me. And so wherever you are, fight. Whatever you have left of you, keep moving, keep going. You will get to shore. Even if it's on a splinter. Whatever you have left of you. Like the scripture says. Take that. And float with it. To shore. However you have to do it. Get there. Even if it's on your broken pieces. I love you all with the love of the Lord. And I will practice to be consistent even when I feel like I'm drowning. God bless you all. And good night. Or good night, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you listen to this broadcast.